Oh, f there it is. Was that a beer crack? Yeah, and then it splattered on my computer monitor. Oh, that's <laughs> that's the perfect way to start it. That'll be alright. That's, be good. that's, a, that's how I like to start my pot off. It's a, it's a crusty, bushy belly. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Are we recording seen... again? Because if we're not, we've messed up. That hasn't seen the light of day in probably almost a year. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Boom. All right. So we're ready to uh, we're ready to move into college then. So, I, okay. So it sounds to so bad because clearly you know we are friends. Um, but you went to school for what feels like twelve years, um, and yep. like <laughs> between watching like the birth of the dynasty and the process, like what did you actually study? I know you're an engineer now, but like, <clears throat> how did that work out? What did, yes. what did you do? I just lost my voice there for a second. I don't know if you guys heard that. Pass. That's all right. Done. Nope. <laughs> don't care. Pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Puberty is an awkward time. Yeah, voice it's practice. It's tough. Fine. I've been waiting forever. I've been waiting 31 years. Yeah, maybe this is your year. Late bloomer. Um, yeah, just, I went to University of Alabama, Roll Tide. Uh, studied mechanical engineering. And as I like to say, like you mentioned, Birth of a Dynasty, Saban got there in 07, I think. I got there in 08. Yes, um, do you, how, did you the remember first, like the first like two or three years we were there, he never lost a regular season game? That we were there, not when he was there, but when we 07. got there. 07. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I was thinking uh, Louisiana like Lafayette. like that caveat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, whoa, Lafayette. No, we were not there. Yeah, I would see. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, and... You know, as I like to say, did mechanical engineering undergrad, was having such a great time, and again, <laughs> so blessed with opportunities. I, I'd extended another two years, and I uh, got my master's in so mechanical it, engineering. It was only six, right? Yeah, six. You gotta, you just, it is you, only you, six. You just short stayed on years. and got your you got your master's though, right? It wasn't so quite it's not like it, it's not like an extended mm. six that's just oh, an undergrad degree. So. No, I was not on the five year plan. I finished in four. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make that clear for anybody else that's, right, that's, right. that's just hanging on. Came um, away with two degrees. Okay, so Very nice. looking in the mirror, you're by yourself, nobody else is around. Are you, did you stay for the atmosphere or really for the education? For real? 50-50. Mm, okay, and that's because, fair. Wait, hold I, on, because we're, we're going to get into this for a second, but when did you actually join a frat? Because it wasn't when I was still there. No, it was um, fall of sophomore year. Is when okay. I pledged. Now that's probably smart because a lot of people come in. I don't know anybody like this. Guns they come in and they go blaze just too much, and then they, you know. Oh, yeah. No. Um, well, on the flip side of that, I am the old sophomore pledge, taking differential equations like physics three <laughs> and like all this other stuff. And I, yeah, where do I find uh, English one hundred and one? I'm just over there. Over there. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Go that <laughs> yeah. direction. Don't bother me, peasants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What was so, that like, actually? Because I didn't even think about that. But, like, pledging as kind of an older guy, was it was it really different? Uh, not. Um, not. It didn't take away from the experience. I would say it helped because I already had a good foundation, kind of knew what the college life was about, knew what to expect, things like that. So I was kind of already, kind of had anxiety freshman year. So 
having that foundation, know what to expect moving away from home, getting started in college, kind of help smooth those kind of things over. For sure. But definitely a good experience. So what about once that kind of awakening came? Listen, frats are known for, for partying, right? Give me, give me, give me the wildest party. What you got? You know, no, we got, we got. No, they don't. No, they don't really. They don't really party at all. Oh, it was just more studying. No, it was yeah, just more we studying. Yeah. It's study so tables. hydrated. Study table. So hydrated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was. Man, it's hard to narrow it down. We had. We had. Give some me a fun. themed it's, party. That was the best one. Just and then you can leave it at that. Luau spring party. That's our big party in the spring every year. We put up the big plastic tarps around the perimeter of the fraternity house property, front yard, backyard, bring in dump truck loads of sand, set up volleyball courts. We build these tiki hut bars, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's a week long thing. So you spend That's one awesome. week like having your like younger guys build it. And then you spend a week long partying it was a good time. We had Afro Man come one year. Wait, that was yeah. fun. Say what? Oh, yeah, we had Afro Man. That's impressive. It was fun. So question, did any of your fraternity brothers become like event planners or like wedding planners <laughs> or interior designers? Because it seems like a lot of effort went into this. Or did you guys just outsource? Did you just write the check or? Uh, well. It seems like a, quite of an undertaking. Did you team up yeah, with a sorority? No, was a sorority like a, t- a, a partner on this? Did they help out? Because it seems like women were involved. Well, not, not to yes. speak in generalities, but um, there were some like you know our house mom Mimi was involved, but you know I kind of fell on the shoulders of the poor um, spring pledges. The pledges, nice. <laughs> yeah. So they that was their tough like. <clears throat> Got to set this up. Got to plan this. Don't let us down. I like it. I like it. What about, so, I mean, you know, the sororities, especially at Alabama, have, have gotten to some heat lately. Did you guys ever get in any trouble at the frat, or did you ever get, you know, you've seen, even even in my short stint there, uh, a, a couple of stations I got to have with some police officers on campus. Did you ever get in any real trouble uh, while, we, while you were down there? So I was on the sidelines for my fair share of, dumb experiences one night one <laughs> of our hands. fraternity brothers yeah one, one of them he decided he was gonna he like he realized that you can take a tailgate off of a truck so he like disconnected and he's a big dude he could carry him so he he found about a dozen truck tailgates parked around the fraternity house and he would just grab them and throw them over the fence into the backyard oh and needless to say, the next morning, he did a lot of apologizing. <laughs> oh, oh, my god! Yeah. Wow. Um, That's like we, borderline theft or maybe... Yeah, like, well, wow. he was very well-liked, so it, it, it smoothed over okay. He, I think he patched right. it up, and we had, like, golly, I, I don't know what possesses someone to do this, but we had a new boy one year. They were throwing glass beer bottles over the like back wing of our house into the neighboring fraternity houses like backyard so you're throwing them up over a two-story building and it's hopefully landing in their backyard and i don't know why that's a great idea because it could land on somebody like cte is a big thing (laughs) but uh this one guy 
Because the neighbor fraternity was having a big party, so they were like, well, let's just crash their party, whatever. Little did he know, I guess the campus police decided to roll up and like investigate the party, make sure everything's above board at the neighboring fraternity's house. And as, as he's throwing the glass beer bottles over our fraternity house into their backyard, he goes a little wide right and it goes into the alleyway and lands on the hood of the campus police car. Oh, that's a problem. So that yes. did not that okay. did not end so well for him. Yes. That's a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My oh God. man. Personally, oh, the man, only time so I I really got into trouble was um gosh, this was probably like December of 2009 or 2010. Everybody on campus is out of town. Alabama's playing in Atlanta in the SEC championship. It's always like Absolutely. Roll Todd. It's like the week it's always the week before finals. So my my thought was this year, I should have gone to the game. But I said, I'm gonna stay in Tuscaloosa and I'm gonna study for my exams that are this upcoming week. So that Saturday night after like I Stopped studying, watched the game on TV, went to the fraternity house to like celebrate the win. There's probably five of us there. And at the fraternity house, there's a band room, which is just like a big open room where you have parties and set up a stage and whatnot. Somebody had procured a fog machine and like had it set up in there. Don't know where they got it. I do, but I won't say. And... <laughs> They like they're like pumping out the fog in there. I walk in and the engineer in me realizes that there's a sensor on top of the fog machine that like tells it when to turn on and when to turn off. Like don't want too much fog in there. I also realize that if you take a damp paper towel and set it on top of the sensor, it will run continuously. <laughs> We filled up the whole band room with fog. It looked like a Snoop Dogg concert in there. Like it could not see a thing. Yeah, no, uh-uh. Couldn't see anything. Oh, awesome. And unfortunately, what I did not realize is that fog from the fog machine will set off the fire alarm. Oh, wow. Fire, yeah, fire department came like the five of us, they roll up in there, we open the doors and just fog comes billowing out. Like, oh, hell, welcome. Welcome, Mr. Fireman. Um, yeah, it's just the five of us here. Uh, no parties or anything. And this is the lamest thing I've ever seen. That's what he told us. And so we, uh, yeah, we got written up for that. I had to do a little bit of campus community service for that one. Oh, that's funny. So that's, that that's probably that the most trouble. I had gotten it too. So, so that's good trouble. That's, Alabama's, uh, or they're pr we're pretty good at football, right? I say yep. we just because I've been a lifelong fan. Didn't go there. I'm the odd man out here. Um, t Mr. Tyler King doesn't know you. I, have you guys ever met? I don't think you have. We have, you, I believe. Oh, that's right. Same ceremony. In gotcha. a, yeah. Yes. In a, in a past life, I'm friends yeah. with him on Facebook, and I just recently realized how we were friends. Gotcha. So yeah. he would like to know, what football players, if any, did you actually get to hang out with or be around while you were there? Did you have any, any encounters with any players yeah, we might know? I would say when I first got there, I would always see, like, Leo Jones, hard to miss. He's huge, tall. 
Let's see, Mark Ingram. I'm hoping to run into Julio here one of these days soon. Yes, Roll Tide, Titans. There you go. That's going to be... You uh, used to love the Waffle House. I will say that. Okay, got yes. to find a Waffle House then. Cool. Um, yeah, I would run into guys like that. And the other thing, too, was for whatever reason, the football player's dorm was also the freshman male engineer's dorm. So I guess they thought that would be a good responsible like mingling of the two. <laughs> so I didn't live there, but friends, when I would go see them, would run into football players and stuff like that. We would go to the, the dining hall in that dorm. Top-notch food. Gotta um, be. Gotta, would see football players. Be. You know, the like the the bar hangouts that they like to go to, we'd see them in the Boom Boom Room. I think me and Van and Van's dad had an encounter. It's a little fuzzy, but um, I think it's John Parker Wilson, maybe? I thought Dante Hightower was there at one point as well. Yeah, like, y'all had a y'all had a sighting of, oh, maybe it was Greg of several Ma- football players. Greg, Greg McElroy. Greg. It was yeah. Greg McElroy outside. My Greg. dad ran into him. Yes, that know? was a... So. Yeah, so you would you would run into him like walking to class or out at night. So yeah, it's, fun, would, it's you, funny we idolize these people as like fully grown adults, but they're they're kids. They're like they oh, were just absolutely. it was just us. Where they were just eighteen to twenty two year old people, just freakish athletes, freakishly athletic. Oh yeah, and I had some of them in like freshman classes, and as it turns out, they have like. Uh, handlers that come check on them. Yeah. So I'd be sitting in my like, a, I had like a, a psych- public speaking uh, class as an elective. <laughs> I was like, oh, this will be great for me. I'm an engineer. I'm going to learn how to talk to people. That didn't, it worked okay. Um, <laughs> but you'd be sitting there in class and then you look out the little glass sliver on the door and you yeah. see this person with a clipboard looking in like, okay, this person, this football player made it to class. Okay, check. I mean, so. Alabama is just a, it's a machine. That's how, oh, you keep, that's how you keep it going. Absolutely. Roll Tide. So before we get out of the whole Tuscaloosa storytelling time, I'm sitting in my, uh, sitting at home in my uh, like game room, game room, office. I'm looking at our coffee table across the room, and I'm quite certain this coffee table was originally in Corey Bell's parents house he brought it i am quite certain he brought it with him to tuscaloosa in his dorm and then when he bounced out of tuscaloosa didn't take any didn't want to take the furniture with him left it with me and sebastian left it with me and sebastian we hauled that thing across tuscaloosa (laughs) for years sebastian (laughs) left it when he left tuscaloosa i grabbed it that was a nice coffee table it's nice. I mean, granted, I've refinished it a couple times now because Tuscaloosa is kind of rough. <laughs> yeah. Still got it. It's oh, in my game. Funny. Wait, you it's have in it? My oh, game you have it funny. now? Yes, it's in it's my in game room at right home. Now. Yes, that's I'm looking hysterical. at it right now. Corey, a little yes. piece of you oh, is in Preston's that house. That's yes. Yes. That is awesome. Dude, isn't that I funny? I forgot how, about that. You, it's have, a nice coffee table. Like the top opens up and there's storage inside. Yeah. Great piece. Oh, I forgot about that. Because, yeah, we ended up. The, the funniest way thing. too hydrated around those things, and like one of the doors got like warped. Oh, oh yeah, man, I remember that thing. Oh, oh yeah, oh that is funny. still got it, Corey. The funniest thing you could say right now is, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need that back now. <laughs> you know? Come and get it. Come and get it. 
<laughs> oh my god! So you had no idea that was what ten years ago now? Thirteen? Yeah, that's a oh, while. Ago. No, it was like last year. 18. This is we're not that old. We're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's oh, been a while. Man, that is crazy. So yeah, still got it. So after your twelve years of college, minus six. Uh, so I asked you that question because this, this always intrigues me, especially with kids nowadays. Like I, you know, still working in hospitality. You know, average age is like eighteen to. 27 28 is probably the average age of the people that were working for me and with me and all that good stuff so i always ask them i'm the old guy now at 31 asking them like so what do you want to do with your life <laughs> you know so i, I asked right. you that question with your degree because so many people i meet have met myself everybody it's like you go to college you get that degree and then there's like the whole process of choosing what do i want to major in and then what do i want to do afterwards and and matching what you end up doing with what you studied is very rare that you end up doing the exact thing you studied. Obviously, right. a trade like engineering is a little bit more specific, you know. So the, that's kind of why I asked that question of, did you know, like that's, did you know you wanted to go work doing exactly what you're doing now when you were, you know, a freshman or sophomore in, in college? Um, so I like to say that I always enjoyed playing with Legos. So always loved building things <laughs> you, like me and my dad, always working on car I can projects, I can house projects. You guys built a car. Yeah, dude, you did a lot you guys, of stuff you guys, cars. You guys yeah. had the kit and you did the whole car thing. Yep, yep, okay. built, the, built the kit car, had several car projects. I always enjoyed projects and working with my hands. Miss and, you know, our, McMillionaires, the McMillan Oh, houses. Yeah. yeah, man, our little house, man, everybody hated that a, thing. You put up effing light bulb in that thing. it was and you yeah it was look bad yeah I, hey I, we, we had we'll, a, we'll get into the obsessiveness it, later it was a monopoly style situation where you had a certain amount of money to, to spend on a house but you had to also make the house so it's little plywood houses mm. and so everybody else is coming in with like little cutout things little pro home projects like popsicle sticks and yeah. stuff yeah preston and his dad like used like is it uh, balsa wood? What is it called? Yeah, balsa wood. Balsa wood, and literally like carved up this magnificent like plantation oh, yeah, man. style I, home with like a chandelier took, on the inside. Yes, man. Yes, I took transparency paper and photo printed a little grid on it to glue it in to make the window grids. Like I, I'm telling you, you were. I'm glad you brought that up because we'll to be touch on this. We'll touch on this later. My obsessiveness is it hurts. Phenomenal. But yeah, no, I was I. I thought for a long time through high school that I wanted to go to medical school, be a doctor, but I thought my backup plan would be engineering. And then when I kind of got into Two decent it, options. Yeah. And <laughs> no I big deal. kind of got into it, started like realizing what an engineering career is about, what being a doctor is all about. Classic engineer. I did the cost benefit analysis and there I thought go. to myself, I don't want to spend like, being an engineer, I'll probably make more per hour than a doctor. Like, I don't want to spend 100 hours at the hospital, 120 hours at the hospital every week. Like, I really appreciate having a nine to five. Like, I don't want to, I don't want my job to be a lifestyle. So that, and then, you know, the further I got down the road of college, realized that, yeah, engineering is something I really enjoy. But that being said, Chime time? That was a chime oh, time. Chime yeah. time. Oh, man. All right. Take a sip there you on go. That. Take a sip on that one. Getting hydrated. That is a very, very mature take on the situation because a lot of people, yeah. I mean, 
I think attorneys, doctors, that's a, that's a pretty common stereotype, you know, um, financial, you know. Right. Like, yes, know, I, en- it's, yeah, I enjoy my job, but that's my priorities. Yes. I mean, I have to pay my bills and I want to keep this job, but that's not my highest priority. Like I end- no, like. I live for the things that I do outside of work. And you'll run into like, all like those kinds line. of people that, like, they get their gratification from work, and that's just not me. No, I like, I I like do that wanna, a lot. I don't want to, uh, you know, make my job a lifestyle. Right. right? Yeah, like, exactly. I, that's I like a that. solid like quote. That. That, that's the one to come out of this for sure so far. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Um, and while we're talking about that, like, I, this is not going to be popular opinion in maybe surprising coming from me as someone who has multiple degrees, but I think a problem these days is that too many people go to college that don't necessarily need to. Like, I think we've kind of got into this this culture where going to college guarantees that you're going to be successful, guarantees that you're going to get a, a really good job, things like that. And that's not necessarily true, I don't think. I think, you know, and again, this is super political, but we're getting into the situation where people think that college is a a right and that the government should pay for their college or forgive their student loans. I don't agree with that. But there's other great options. I mean... Trade, trade schools call, are, you know, a big Call thing. a plumber. Call a plumber to your house, you'll realize that they get paid very well. Like, there are a lot of great options, and we've, Rebecca and I have kind of talked about this, like, one of our kids, you know, doesn't necessarily want to go to college, they think they want to go into a trade school, absolutely, that's fine, I will take your college money, pay it towards going to a trade school, as long as you have a business plan of how you want to see that through, nothing wrong with that. You want to start your own business? If you want like a plumbing or electrical business, there's a there's a lot of good career opportunities there, and I'm afraid that modern culture has kind of lost sight of that, and you're starting to see a lot of these people retire into trades, and there's not a lot of backfill in there, and that also explains why some of these trades are very well paid and super expensive to the uh, consumer is just there's nobody that's there to do it supply and demand right exactly yeah so there's there is no shame in not going to college that is not the end-all be-all like my both of my parents basically the first people in their family to ever go to college you don't necessarily have to do that like it used to be and now it's kind of becoming the thing where once I graduate high school, I have to go to college to be successful. Not necessarily true. And, you know, surprising coming from A, two degrees, whatever. But there's other options, and I think it's needs to be pushed a little bit more. So I, I definitely think you uh, want Elon Musk is a big proponent of that, right? Talking yep. about, you know, not necessarily going to college. He actually will pay you to not go to college and come work for him. Just straight out of high yes. school, he's, he's definitely a big proponent of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say... You know, if you're looking at a trade school, you're looking at something more advanced. You know, it's probably still not a bad idea. This, the data does still support, though, that going to college and getting a, a, a you know a post high school education does actually support and, and help you from a you know from a monster, from every basic standpoint. The, the data is there to actually support that. 
But the one thing mm-hmm. that kind of holds me to it that, that I think about when I think about that, I don't think you're wrong. Listen, I think a trade school is equivalent. In my, in my mind, that's still furthering. That's still a, a post-high school education, right? You just may not walk out of there with a bachelor's degree, which I don't care necessarily about a bachelor's and associates, a graduate, a doctorate, whatever it is. I don't think it matters as long as you're continuing to better yourself. And we've kind of talked about the continuation of bettering yourself through a myriad of, of issues and, and different things through some of these episodes. Uh, but the one thing that I would probably come back and hit on that, that to me kind of ties it in to where you need some kind of, you know, post-secondary type of education would be more of the globalization of the economy. Right. And how you do see some more of our jobs and more of our things that are getting shifted away from us, you know, to India, to China, to wherever it might be. I think a lot of that would kind of come back. If you look back at the industrial revolution, a lot of that stuff was able to boom because we were able to offer the best quality product. And if we're not able to offer that best quality product mm-hmm. anymore, which really not, you know, and, and how do you get to that point where you can offer the best product, quality product? So, well, have a, a industrial revolution is right? so, so kind of the way that gonna, I think about it. Industrial revolution is just going to show that you have quality, uh, less skilled workforce. And I think your statistic as far as uh, college graduates making more money, yes, that may be true, but did they necessarily need that college degree to get that job that they're doing? Now they're straddled with $100,000 or $150,000 in debt so to get a job that they didn't necessarily out. need to get, no, a, no, no, to get a job that they didn't really need college for, you know, not, to get an underwater basket weaving you, degree. If you look at it, right, like the uh, there's a bunch of idiot kids, and we we kind of hit on that from the beginning, that go into college that have no idea what it is they really want to know, want to sure. study. And they're you taking out these $100,000 loans without knowing that they want to go directly into mechanical engineering. And you're right, you can't. But the average student loan actually is only about $33,000. That's the That's average a lot student of money. walking out. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not. You know, yeah. and when you end up dealing with, uh, you know, trying to push these things off over and over again, it continues to build up. The interest builds up. I mean, you know, the interest, what's the you know, solution? Luckily we've, we've been in a, yeah, I, I wish I had, Pay it off I for wish them? I had a full on. No, I don't think that all education should be free. I do think it's the same way as we were talking about the public and private schools going back to the beginning. Right. If you can pay for it and if you can earn it, then yeah, get you something better, but not necessarily something that has to be just downgraded and just basically crap. I do think that if you look at something like a community college and maybe an associate's degree, yeah, sure, let's pay for it. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we want to Absolutely. try to help out yep. and do something to that degree? I, but when it comes to a bachelor's, a doctorate, a graduate, yeah. no. That needs to be earned. Now, when you talk about the greed of, of you know, colleges and universities and trying to do things that way, listen, when Harvard and like, Yale and stuff are sitting on like billion-dollar trusts and want to continue to raise their uh, cost of uh, admissions, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What, you're just Absolutely. greedy at that point, right? So there, there, I think there's a compromise point between kind of what we're talking about. And I don't think we're far off from kind oh, of no, how, how we would approach it. Absolutely. Uh, I, like, I don't think we disagree. I think we yeah, fundamentally exactly. agree. And this is a selfish point, too, that I also want to bring up is that with the advent of more people going to college, more people getting degrees, it dilutes my degree. That, okay, that, so, that was the point that I was going to say. Yeah, was, so I almost, not necessarily true, because I work with plenty of people that don't have graduate degrees that are my age or younger, but in the engineering field, you almost have to get a master's degree to be competitive. So not necessarily true. It depends on what field you want to go into, but the more people you have going to college, the more 
or the less that that degree means. We, we talked about supply and demand a second exactly. ago. And so now, exactly. now you've got a situation where kids are getting out of college at 22, 21. It may be 30 in debt. It may be 25 in debt. It could be 150 in debt, depending on where they go. But they may all be competing for the same job. And so if a company has got 100 college graduates, what's going to differentiate them? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do they choose? Exactly. And then exactly. here's the other thing. If one kid will do it for 65, then the kid next to him is definitely gonna do it for 60. And if that kid will do it for 60, then the kid next to him will do it for 55. And the next thing you know, they're hiring college grads at $45,000 a year, which exactly. I don't know where you live or how, if you've ever lived a life, it's expensive. <laughs> you, you can't really live off of $45,000 a year and have a comfortable living where you feel safe and decent about like the things that you have to have to, in order to live. <laughs> So granted, that's another, granted, that's another conundrum that we're in that you're just talking about, the, the watering down process. A college degree, unless it's very specified and you've played your cards right and kind of gotten lucky and networked well and like know the right people and like played, you know, unless you've done absolutely. all these things, it's, it's not going to just, it won't guarantee you a damn thing. Absolutely. All. And I mean, granted, you know, I don't have a lot of experience because I would almost look at an engineering music quality. But when you get into some of these other degrees that are, there's a lot more people doing it, gets into the watering down effect. There's people that would take those jobs for 40, 45, like no problem. Like they will be happy to get those jobs. And then again, they're straddled with, they went to one of these indoctrinating like liberal arts colleges that again, political, uh, we don't want to get into. But I've done that, it's okay. they're, They're straddled with a ton of college debt and they're in the same pool as all these other people that have degrees that aren't necessarily tailored to a specific job. And they don't nec- they're 22, 21, they don't necessarily know what they want to do, but they said, hey, okay, I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna get this degree and everything's gonna be great, I'll find a job. You got a ton of people in the same boat competing for the same job and it just drives the price Look, back down. I, I, will, I will say that I, I definitely, I agree with Preston, your initial statement. A, a lot of the kids that I, like I said, have worked for me or worked with me, I, not everybody's cut out for college or maybe at that point in time in their life, they're not cut out for it and then they're not mature enough or they don't respect it enough or, you know, we had a lot, you know. Yeah, and I almost, I guess my, my biggest argument is that it's almost shameful not to go to college, and we got to break that stigma. It's definitely there should a be no, I agree with that. Huh? There, there, should be, there should be no shame in not going to college. Like, if there's something else you want to do or something you want to pursue, there's other avenues. And I think that should be encouraged. It's FOMO, though. I, I the kids feel like they're 100%. missing out, you know? I yeah. feel like that's and a big I think thing. It's a stigma, maybe, a huge stigma. That's one of the sticking points that I had with Randolph is that, well, you're gonna. You're you're a very smart person. You're here. We're gonna set you up to go to college. You can go to Ivy League if you want to. But they didn't necessarily do a lot of like career planning or things like that. Like, what do you really want to do? And set up a business plan to get where you want to go. There, they they taught us how to think, which was very mm-hmm. very important. I still use that mm-hmm. every day. Like the logic and reasoning, I I still atta- I still attribute like the way I think to my formative years, you know what I'm saying? But to your point, they, they didn't. It's the same thing with the whole taxes and the credit and like all that. It's the same thing we just talked about earlier. It's like, why, why did we not 
think about that. <laughs> Why did we oh, not yeah. have that conversation? <laughs> and my dad told me before I went to college, the purpose of college is not what you learn. It's to prove that you can learn and that you will stick with something for four years or for six years or for whatever amount of time. Yep. So when you get an advanced degree, that just shows your employer that, well, you're willing to see the big picture and you're willing to stick it out a little bit longer and you're willing to invest in that. Some of the stuff on a day-to-day -day basis, maybe I learned in college as like fundamental engineering, but most of it you learn on the fly, it's on the job training. They want to see that you're willing to learn and that you're able to learn. That's the Fair. basic point of college, and that's what I would pass on to my kids. All right, I can, so I can get behind that. nice little debate on uh, uh, upper-level education. Yeah, you know? There you there go. You go. Uh, <laughs> Didn't hey, see it going that far. Let's, let's, bring it back down, <laughs> let's bring it back down to uh, what do you do now? So Yeah, so um, you work obviously for live in Huntsville, work for Boeing. Okay. Um, Boeing is not just airplanes. Um, that was a question which, we had from... Uh, that was one of the questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you think Boeing, you're like, okay, yeah, the airplanes that I ride on, which is probably, you know, 50% to two-thirds of the company's business, but another bulk of their business is um, government, defense, things like that. Um, which sector Fighter are you jets. In? So I work in a sector called Boeing Research and Technology. So we're even aside from the air, commercial airplanes and the defense, we do research, new technologies that support the entire company. So primarily in Huntsville, no, no commercial aircraft. It's all government defense. So it's missiles, things like that that support the military, which is a lot of what goes on in Huntsville. Um, our group, I've we do a lot. probably played with a few of those missiles. I think you have. <laughs> um, and I'm trying not to, try not to get too boring, but we do a lot we're, of We're in what, trouble, don't get in trouble either. <laughs> yeah, I no, I had to Google earlier today to see if I could find stuff, and if I found it online, I know I could talk about it. Um, so, so do you have a clearance with that kind of yes. stuff? Yeah, I your have a just secret clearance. Just secret? Weak sauce. Yeah. Let's go. Step it up to a TS. Let's go, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah. My mom, uh, <laughs> my mom worked for Boeing. She retired after 35 years. She had a compartmentalized TSI clearance. That's awesome. So That's cool. So Yeah, she, you'll find a lot of those people is around she Huntsville. Could she be Q? She could be I'm Q. Sorry. Let's not go down I that wish. again. Let's go down that again. I wish. Let's not go down that again. It's actually Preston through his mother. Yeah. Um, so we do, we do our group, uh, we have a lab. We design, fabricate, and test flexible electronics, sensors, antennas, things like that. So say there's 10 or 12 people in our group. Most of them are electrical engineers. I'm one of two or three mechanical engineers. So they kind of design these devices. I build them. We've got a lab that has different machines. Um, we've got like a laser machine that kind of takes materials that have copper on them and takes some of the copper off to make circuit boards and sensors. It can be like 
stress strain sensors, humidity, temperature, anything like that. We do circuit flexible circuit boards. Uh, we have we do a lot of additive manufacturing as well. We have what you would normally think of as like tabletop 3D printers. We step it all the way up to 3D printers that dispense silver conductive ink so you can make uh, electrical traces with your 3D printing. And then we also have the ability so to test those. I've never actually got to like play around with a 3D printer. Are those as cool as they like seem? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty cool. I think the <laughs> most exciting part is if you're into it or you want to get into it, go to thingiverse.com and I will that's a that's a wormhole they just it's a repository <laughs> for all kinds of designs whatever you can think of you search on there somebody's designed it and uploaded it you can download it print it out whoa that's cool. i'll even use that's that cool. at work like if i need like a little like widget or something i'll search on there if somebody's already made it i'll modify it print it out that is we make crazy it. dude that that's is cool. it's, that is it's, so cool so i'm just imagining it, you play around, you play around in tony stark's like lab all day basically kind of yeah <laughs> probably not as glamorous <laughs> yeah but yeah. like i guess well, one Bo already projects, Bo already described, yeah, less described, windows. yeah no windows <laughs> Bo already we have no the, windows the buildings so that we know what the buildings look like it's fine yeah that yeah that part sucks so we it's like i call it a yeah. cave I've been asking them to put in a skylight. We're on the first floor of two floors, so I don't think that's going to work out. <laughs> but um, I want to get one of those fireplaces, like the electric fireplace or one of the TVs yeah. that looks like a beach scene. Still don't have that. But um, <laughs> we, uh, one project I guess I can talk about is um, for a couple years, it's one of those things, this is not secret. A secret like government related project but it's one of those like company proprietary so you don't want to let your secret out until it's done okay. so they called me in said we want you to work on this effort need you to sign this and then we'll set you up with the like shared network drive and you can go download all the files and read through it and whatnot so like, okay cool yeah it's fine whatever seems pretty boring from what I'm seeing on this page, but I'll sign it. I start downloading the files and all the letterhead is Disney. I'm like, this is weird. Okay, that's exciting. I've heard of Disney before. <laughs> um, so we ended up building, um, I guess, you know, Disney had bought the rights to Star Wars and all that kind of yeah. stuff, set up a Star Wars attraction at the oh, yeah. Disney World, Disneyland. And so for one of their like part of their grand opening and their attraction stuff like that is they had like real life like x-wing fighters and all the other flying uh flying saucers flying around Spaceships, the park if you will yeah Spaceships, all the, if you yeah will. <laughs> all, they had all the we built the spaceships to fly around the park so it's that is cool it it was based on a high lift capacity UAV drone type thing, um, but flies sideways like an X-wing fighter. So I, cool. people in our group designed the antennas. I built all personally built all the antennas that went on there for like command and control to like fly them, video feedback, things like that. So that was really exciting to be able to like. Dude, that's Google. like every kid's dream. You went from playing with Legos yeah, to building right. an X-wing. Yeah, so to that be able so to like. Cool. 
Google and send Google links to your friends of like, hey, this is what I'm working on. This is the end result. Like that was pretty cool. Dang, dang, awesome. that is pretty cool. Yeah, that's so awesome. that was that was a fun project. I feel like there's I... a lot of other like more deadly projects that we work on that uh, <laughs> you can't really talk about. Well, we'll we'll keep it at that. But uh, God, that is uh, that is very awesome. Anything else you want to touch on that's Boeing cool. or anything? Or, or what um, you do engineering-wise? That's probably the most exciting stuff that you'll hear. Well, that's pretty cool, though. So, in your off time, what do you what do you do? How do you so, how do you wind down from making Star Wars starships? So, my wife told me last week we were talking about like one of my hobbies, and she told me that I become obsessive whenever I like latch onto a hobby. And I started thinking about it, and. She's definitely right. Like I, when I get into something, like I go full bore. Like it, usually, if she gives me a hard time, but usually it's like old people type hobbies. Like I'm into gardening, um, lawn care. I did that for a while. Bonsai trees. Um, dig Mr. Miyagi over there. Yeah, dig guns. Still do guns. Cars. <laughs> How do you get it? Okay, hold on. How do you? All right, that, listen, like some of the stuff makes sense to me. Like the car stuff you did for a long time. Mm -hmm. I kind of get that. The guns, mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense. I mean, hey, from Alabama, I get that. How do you get into gardening? Yep. Like that to me doesn't make any sense. Into gardening? Yeah. How do you even get into that? Um, to be honest, so well. Did it stem from, from the early lawn age? That it stem from the lawn no, care, and that was a no. pun, and it was intended. So oh, I, I see what going. you did there. Stems, branches, leaves. I get it. Um, that was horrible. <laughs> no, as a horrible. kid, I I don't I don't know. As a kid, I like built my. I had my own garden at my parents' house. Like would grow strawberries and tomatoes and things like that. And I think the obsession comes from I really enjoy the planning part. So as a kid, like, I'm not even kidding, like a 12-year-old, I planned out this whole garden. I was going to use these, like, pavers, retaining wall blocks. I built the whole garden in the backyard, like, tended after it, all that kind of stuff. And then when we bought this house that we're in now, the previous owner, old retired engineer, lived here since, like, the 60s had these raised bed gardens and it just ignited the spark. I was like, well, I know what to do. I'm going to throw some vegetables <laughs> in here and see what comes up. It's like so engineering. Like, Good. Yeah. I mean, no, pretty much. Yeah. You, you took engineering into gardening, but does, has that changed the way that maybe you eat food and consume food? Do you just try to, you try to eat any more kind of better, I guess, from, from what you can grow? Surprisingly not. No. Like, I would like okay. to say that, yes, I am a healthy person. I <laughs> eat well. Not true. Like, my wife, Rebecca, says that uh, I came up with this term on my own, actually. I am a uh, intermittent feaster. So I will, I will just, I came up with this term. I will literally, like, gorge myself and binge eat. She says I binge eat. I can go a couple days without eating, like no problem. I'll get like involved in my projects or whatever I'm working on. And like after the second day, I start to get a headache and like, especially if she's out of town, no problem. I will work for a couple <laughs> days and like, man, I'm starting to get a headache. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I hadn't eaten in a while. Oh shit. When was the last time I ate? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What day, hey, what day is it? It's Thursday. Exactly. She went out of town. She went to the beach, uh, 
earlier this spring. She was gone for five days, and I think I <laughs> ate three times while she was gone. Good Lord. Oh, man. Hey, yeah, so, how, how big were those three meals? Oh, huge. Huge. Yeah, Yuck. the biggest meals you've ever seen. <laughs> the best meals. Um, so yeah, no, the gardening doesn't. I would like it to, but it doesn't necessarily translate into Fair. being a culinary like expert. I do like to make my own hot sauces and like Ooh. jams and things like that. But other than that, I'll. I mean, I'll do like stuffed peppers, things like that. But so. Kimberly wanted to know, because she has been talking about, we have a townhome, very small backyard mm -hmm. area, but she would like to have a small garden. She, one, she would like to know, what do you like to, what do you like to garden the most, I guess? And then also, like, if she was just getting into it, what should she start with? What's like a, a gateway, g gateway plant or something? Yeah, so, <laughs> well, probably marijuana. Um, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> no, I would, uh, so I would say, um, kind of, I would say for the beginner, classic like tomatoes I was thinking and tomatoes. peppers. I don't know anything about anything, but I thought like a tomato. Like that's what you tomatoes start with, right? and peppers. And then from there squash, cucumber, zucchini. Okay. And then from there like okra. Don't mess around with corn. It just never works out. <laughs> um Maze. But I guess the, and then you can get into these hippie things like Corey probably likes kale and microgreens and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I hate, like, I, I think, hate all that stuff actually. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. I think, I think my biggest now advice my on that is, there you go, uh, grow what you like to eat. So we, I grow a lot of cherry tomatoes, um, you guys ever eat at Nukes? They give you those free plastic cups. Um, I'll take the Nukes, some Nukes cups out there, and I'll fill up two of those once or twice a week worth of cherry tomatoes. So that's cool. Half a gallon or so a week, and we'll just snack on those. We like to eat them. The cucumbers we'll slice up and eat. Um, zucchini and squash we'll bake. So it's kind of the stuff that you it like. Sounds to eat. like you're you were you were naming a lot of things how yeah many things you have like how many things are you growing yeah so gosh the guy the old guy that lived here after i tore down his uh tree fort on top chicken coop on the bottom i kind of nice. had a, young in spirit young in spirit yeah that's like right it. quite the homesteader on our property um <laughs> he left us with some large um like raised bed gardens so i probably have 30 to 50 plants Whoa. Um, wow and i kind of rotate them through over the course of the season I've, awesome and that's the other thing the problem with my obsessive hobbies is that i kind of get tired of them after a while and i guess by being tired of them i get down to a normal level <laughs> so i've kind of <laughs> I've kind of slowed down this year and just recently gotten my garden in or gotten my first round in. So last year I had tomatoes and peppers going until December 1st. We kind of had a late frost, but um, yeah, I got a lot of, a lot of different tomatoes, a lot of peppers. I used to do, and then the other thing too with getting into these hobbies, you kind of get bored with it. So you start to expand kind of stretch it a little bit so after a while i started 
ordering these rare seeds online and grew some rare peppers. Started them from seed in our basement sauna turned greenhouse. That's another weird thing. The old guy. Say, where, the old, hey, where are we going with this? Yeah, the old no, the uh, the house came with a sauna when in I, the basement. I, I used that gateway plant. I didn't mean you don't have. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> No, I don't want to make it too weird for your audience, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so I use, I use the sauna now as my uh, spring greenhouse. So I started just uh, try to like propagate unique like pepper plants, things like that. I found this one. I saw some article online. This is the most like expensive pepper plant in the world. The peppers sell for like I think it was $10,000 a kilogram. And I saw that. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll grow that. So I ordered some seeds. I mean, it was like $10 for like five seeds, I think. Like they sent me a little like dime bag. And so I, uh, I started those. And then the, the plant grew really well. But I, as soon as it started to set peppers, I realized why they were so damn expensive. So they're the size, they're orange and they're the size of a pea. So you have to go cut each one of them off and like process them or do whatever. So I finally got to the point I'll, I would grow super hot peppers, all the like Carolina Reapers, scorpions, like yeah. habaneros, all that kind of stuff. And I, I like them, but I don't cook with them. I don't eat them straight. So I finally got to the point where I like I dehydrate a bunch of them. I use them to mix into my hot sauces. So it's kind of one of those things where like got to the point where I've kind of stretched the limits, and I just like to grow the stuff that I like to eat or the stuff that I'm going to use. Dude, that's awesome. And you know, when people come over to the house, it's nice to be able to give them a, a bag of stuff to take with them. You're very. It's, that's cool. That, that's such a cool hobby of sorts, though. It's like a very cultured, like, yeah. oh, you have time to garden. I don't have time to garden. I'm still in the rat race. Um, clearly, you've discovered Oh, that. for sure. For um, sure. But one thing I want to touch on, so you brought up uh, Rebecca gets upset at you when you're like, go crazy on something. You brought up recently to me that there were all these things. I think every man figures this out after he gets married, but there's like all the things in your entire life that you've been doing wrong that you didn't realize until you got married that you've been doing them wrong your whole life. Yes, you, you had uh, a, you had a bunch of these. I yes, have, I have I've, some as well, but you, you go run. Yeah, Just since go. I've gotten married, I've I have learned that I have been doing certain things wrong for twenty five plus years, and I'm just now finding this out. And what are you? Is this um, two years? Are you two years into marriage at this point? Uh, four years. Four years. I'm four, sorry. Yeah, it's been four, four years. years. Four years. Wow. My four bad. years on oh, May. We had, two, wow. we had two COVID years. Twenty so seventh. Skip. Skip those. Don't worry right. about it. I'm. I'm pretty sure it's May twenty seventh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yes, four years. A few weeks ago. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just general stuff. Like you know, she likes to wake up early. I generally like to sleep in. Although one of my obsessive hobbies has got me up early recently. She likes to leave the lights on. When I walk out of a room, I like to turn the light off because I'm not trying to pay for that electricity. <laughs> she likes she likes to open the windows. I don't want to get allergies. Like when she goes to the beach, she likes to sit in the sand. I don't want to get all like sand everywhere. Um, yep. But there's I like partic that. there's particular stuff that I've learned. Like apparently, there's a correct way to put toilet paper on the roll. 
Okay, but there I is. had no idea. There, there would hundred percent is. But how do you guys is, do it? This are is you, a are, thing. Are, are you are you like are you like pulling it towards you? Or are you pushing it away from you? Well, it's either over the top or under the bottom. The way the paper comes I'm out. I'm pulling of the roll. it over the top. The the top roll. Yeah, is okay, like a, I guess pulling it over the top. It's like yeah, rolling yeah, yeah. towards me. Wow, it's rolling well, towards then, me. Uh, so according to Rebecca, that is the correct way. That is. Like, the, I thought it was is, just. Yeah. No. I thought it was just okay. either way, whatever you're feeling like. I've experienced both nope, worlds. That's the way. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, the other world is wrong. I will tell you right now, the other world is wrong. I'm very opinionated on this. And so actually, Corey is very at the original very patent. The original patent for a toilet paper shows it actually coming that way. That's there's, fact. There's no way that's a real thing. Fact. You're just I hope it's not that one ply crap. You're just making stuff up. <laughs> I'm not making that Although, up. Although, if you're doing it that way, it's very easy for dogs and young children to just... Oh, cats? You know oh, cats, that's yeah. true. That's a good point. Cats more so. I will say one note. of my favorite pictures, though, is Jonah just like going crazy when he's like still in a diaper, like pulling out toilet paper and playing with it in the bathroom. It's one Ador- of my favorite pictures. Adorable. Adorable. On a, on a side note, my parents, they're getting up there in the years. I will not say how old. But uh, my childhood cat passed away back in the fall. 21 years old. He had great run. Holy cow. But... uh. Last year or last week, they uh, they adopted two kittens, six months old. So that has been some excitement for them and that for is, us. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna so, be a, a fun ride. I think that's uh, that'll keep them young, hopefully. That's good. But yes, the cats love the toilet paper. Um, the other thing I learned, apparently. There's a correct way, and Van has touched on this in previous pods. I've listened. There's a correct way to fold towels, it, depending yep. on and even depending on the use of the towel. That's where it went too far for me. Apparently. Apparently. I don't even try. I, I don't even try anymore. I grew up being a savage. Like I would <laughs> fold it. It would end up looking like a square. Like I would fold it in half. How fold dare it in you? Half, fold it in half. You That's got it. a square. Yeah. No. How no. dare you? No, no, no. <laughs> you uh, you fold it in half. Right, let me make sure I remember this correctly from my training. Uh, you fold it in half. You fold it in half again, and then you roll, kind of roll it up into thirds. Yes. So it ends up being a rectangular. That's for like um, like dry the towels that you use to dry off after you take a shower. Yep. If it's like a hand towel or a washcloth, then it's acceptable to fold it into quarters. Now, if it's a beach towel, that's a whole nother ball game. I can't even remember. We don't use them enough for me to remember how to fold them. Don't, don't like like the I just have to be like, hey, Rebecca, I, I want to fold this. I just can't remember how to the proper way to do it. You come over here. Yeah, you come over here and fold this. I just... I just, <laughs> I move the laundry from washer to dryer to bed and I'll lay it out so it's like laid flat and then it magically just goes where it needs to go. Yes, I as I would, I tried. As I would say as a younger, younger adult and also now, I'm not allowed to use the heavy machinery in the house so I don't get to touch <laughs> the washing the machine or, it's yeah, I don't get to use, use the, the washing machine or the dryer. 
Although I have been known, if Rebecca's going to go out of town, she'll set the knobs in the correct position. All I have to do is put it in, <laughs> sprinkle the soaps, or move it to the dryer, and just click go. So it's like, like I, I can manage fantastic. that. So it's like Michael Scott with the baler, right? Like you can't use the baler. Yes, Michael. Michael, yeah, you no, cannot. You, Michael, no, you can't use the in, a, in an emergency situation. Can I use the? No, you cannot yeah. use the baler, Michael. Yes, there are there are OSHA rules to keep me from using my own <laughs> washing machine. Yes. Yes. Oh man. Um, pillowcases. This is a personal like <laughs> pet peeve, but um, and I guess a a lot of the things in my life like it doesn't really have any significance, but I like to have the open end of the pillowcase facing outward, outward. of the bed. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, oh, it's always Facts. outward. So if someone less considerate than you were to slide your pillow over and use it to prop up, you know where it originally came from. So you don't end up swapping pillows across. It's just a little pet beef. Incorrect. Wait, are we going like both to the I, right? I'm are we going facing inward? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. No, both open. The open end faces the outside of the bed. That's what, It has to be that way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, you know, if it's facing this outside on this side, then it belongs on that side. 100%. 100%. I'm, we're on agreement there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> although that's not really a, a point of contention I, that's so what, that's much. Why I was, like, I, that's why I was curious. I was like, wait, so she faces them inside? Or no. Are they both facing to the right? Or like, no, I think that's just another one of the things, like the towels I never really thought about before. I don't think she it. ever yeah. thought about it before. You do now, though. Now that you're married, yes. every little thing. Oh, I think about it. Oh, now it's real. Absolutely. No, your your last one that you have on here get, got me. The rinse yes. dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. Okay. Do no. you rinse dishes before you put them in the dishwasher? I never did until I was married. I never it, did until a, I was it's married. It's a quick. It's a quick rinse now. now oh my! Now listen now. Listen. Oh, you savages! <laughs> oh, you savages! <laughs> so listen. In back home though, with my parents, we would hand wash the majority of items that we had. Oh uh, yes, yeah. We had a we had a, an assembly line of washing where it was like someone washed, someone dried, and someone put yep. up or collection of something like that. But here, Kimberly does not trust hand washing. I understand. I understand that concept. So we always God use bless, the, the, the dishwasher. But yes, I would say it's not like a, they don't have to be spotless, but they get, they get a quick water through, especially if there's like cheese or butter or oil or something on it. Like yes. I want to get that off first. Oh, I'm over here soaking them and like scrubbing them before I put them in the dishwasher. And Rebecca walks up and she says, what is the point of the dishwasher? <laughs> and I look back, I said, to sanitize. <laughs> To sanitize, we have to, we cannot be putting water. this. Yeah, we cannot be putting all this food scraps and grease and whatever. It's gonna just swirl around in there, right? I don't know. Absolutely. By the way, by the way once it closes, I don't know what's happening in there. All right, but, exactly. But, but it's black I magic. I don't want lasagna <laughs> swirling around in there, all twister like. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, and I don't know what the drains like. It may clog it up. I don't know. That's a, uh, all yeah, very when good we points. moved in here, I will say I had to do that. I had to unclog the di uh, the dishwasher. Ooh. It was the grossest thing I've ever because yes. it wasn't it wasn't even like it was my oh. food and my stuff. Oh. It was the previous owner. It was the grossest dude. I was I was, oh, we, I was we, like, we like started this podcast talking about food going down drains, and now we're about to end it on that same note. <laughs> yes. Okay. Last one. Last one. When you have silverware and you put it in the dishwasher. Do you have handle up 
or handle down. It's got to go handle down for me. Oh, for you me, savage! It's handle down, but it's wrong. I know. It's oh, wrong, you but I savage! The, the like the sporks are supposed to go in the thing. They're supposed mm-hmm. to point up. The sporks are pointing up. Spo- the handle. Oh, is no. going, handle's going. Oh, no. into the little hole. Oh no! This is all. Hey, here's this my. Is, this here, is incorrect. I will. I will not budge on this. Okay. And here's my. Here's my argument. Prove your point. <laughs> the point of the dishwasher is to sanitize. And when you're taking the sanitary, sanitized silverware out of the dishwasher, I want to be able to reach in and grab the handle, not the business end. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Because yeah. your hands may not necessarily be the cleanest. Absolutely. That makes I mean, granted, sense. I do wash my hands regularly. I don't no, want people to think I'm a slob, but... No, <laughs> hey, after this conversation, I have no doubt. <laughs> they, are, they are less... I guarantee you they are less clean than the sanitized silverware in the dishwasher. Oh, man. So th- this is funny, because when we first started talking about doing the podcast, I thought we would talk about Huntsville and all the things that are Huntsville. We, we have spent two even. hours talking about everything but yeah. Huntsville. So I don't want to go into it too much, but, you know, Huntsville is where... I grew up, Corey, you spent significant time there, as we've talked about a lot. It's my home, yeah. You grew up there, and you still live there, and you've chosen to you know, live your adult yep. life there. Yep. It's changed a lot, but what are, some of the, what, what are some of the big changes you've seen? Just an overall you know, idea of, like, you know, it's changed a lot. I love going back now. There's a lot of cool things coming, but, you know, what's your take on seeing Huntsville change over 30 years of life? 31. Yeah, so over the last, especially five years or so, there's been a lot more jobs coming to town related to the Army. The FBI has set up a large campus with that. a lot of jobs. Yep. So there's a lot more people coming to town, a lot more younger people coming to town, so more things for the younger folks to do. Um, we have... a we're getting a new amphitheater. We have Top Golf. Um, You've the amphitheater. You got Top Golf. Yes. You're good. You're there. Well, we're working on a cheesecake factory. We're about Ooh. to arrive. Oh, yes. Yeah. We're oh, getting a Trader no. Joe's. I don't want. We're getting a Bucky's. I don't want to tempt you too much. Dude, I love Bucky's. But, uh, Bucky's the greatest yes. thing in the world. I love Bucky's. Yes. Living, living in Texas. I heard living Bucky's. in Texas. Yes. Bucky's is amazing. Bucky's is coming to t- when I, uh, Tennessee as well. Yeah, when I go to the beach, we have to stop at the Stop Bucky's. at that one? You that have is a, to. Dude, have, that is right, so a you've gotten to that beef jerky. Oh, yeah. Please tell oh, me you've yeah. gotten that beef jerky. All right, good. God, so um, good. We've got a new baseball team, the Trash Pandas. Don't get me started on the name. We. <laughs> I heard the we, experience uh, is great, though. I heard the, yeah, I heard we the went, ballpark is awesome. Yeah, we went for the first time a couple weeks ago. Had a great time. Tons of people. Like it was, it was a good experience. Wait, so it's it's not the stars anymore. I, I, no. stars, stars have been gone. And by the way, that's st- Joe Davis is getting transformed yeah. into a soccer stadium. Yes, they're literally For all you uh, all you foot fairies out there. We're getting a <laughs> soccer team. There we go. He had to get that one in at least once. Yeah, had to slide that in there, dude. Uh, so Corey on five sixty five on the way between sixty five yeah. and Huntsville out by Madison. Um, there's a whole brand new baseball stadium. And it's yeah, I've it seen looks that. amazing. Yeah, and they've got I, like I did not realize that's what it was, but I because like the last time I was driving through Huntsville, uh, the, the the fair was there, and the fair was at the state fair mm. or whatever was out that on the and their at their ballpark. Yeah, yeah, they um, 
I would like to point out, they're pretty proud of this. They had an undefeated first season last year. Didn't play any games, but they, <laughs> yep, you know, they were undefeated. I was about to say, um, how many games did we get in? Zero. But uh, yeah, it was a fun experience. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of like growth. Um, I've read articles where Huntsville is on track to be the largest city in Alabama in the next couple of years. I mean, it's not including metropolitan. Doesn't surprise me at all. To be honest, but, yeah, a lot of jobs coming. Um, you know, campus property values eight, are through eight, the roof. Eight hundred five is that what it's called? Yeah, we just like in Van got some breweries. You got some new restaurants, amphitheaters. That's the other kind of teams. Yeah, the advent of the like craft beer in Alabama has been really exciting over the last few years. Um, we've got Campus Eight Hundred Five. The new one, a Stove House, is a lot of fun too. It's kind of breweries restaurants all in one and it's it's fun place to hang out there a lot more because when we were growing up there was like a no downtown oh. no like kind of hangout fun stuff to do it's a, more tailored towards like older so folks i remember i remember we were seniors and it was like okay 18 to 21 and then coming back for college too 18 to 21 like there wasn't anything to do there was like down, oh downtown. no you went you had trashy You went upstairs. Tees. Yeah, you went yeah. either to Trashy Tees, Jefferson Street, yeah. or you went upstairs to Mason's, and that was it. Yes, that was all there was, you know, for yeah. drinking water and studying. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. But even after that, it was like there just wasn't anything to do. And then, like, the last five to seven years, I feel like every time I go back, there's some new thing. I mean, that there was, uh, where did we go? That rooftop bar? Yeah, Stella's. Stella's. I don't even know what that was. Yeah. I felt like I was in Nashville. It was like a rooftop yeah, it was like bar a, and rooftop cocktail lounge trendy, like that was trendy nice like it was cool personally i live under a rock i don't get out a lot but van's younger brothers opened our eyes to that so that was nice true they're still kids yeah yeah i'm just working you're gardening and that's right he's just Sitting. raising children yeah nope. doing my other obsessive hobbies <laughs> these uh, days i wake up at about three to four a.m to uh check the pre-market on the stock market Follow my stocks. That might be gotta a whole nother. Uh, got to get yeah. the futures in. That might be a whole nother pot in itself. We can, I'm a little we can, weary on the cryptos, but uh, we can definitely I'm, return to that. You and Josh are gonna become night owls. Well, he's already there, but. Oh yeah, I stay up till about midnight, eleven midnight, doing my research, and then I wake up about four, three, four, watch the pre-market. It's rough, man. What time are you going to bed? So are you like taking naps in the middle of the day, or what? Are, what are we? To, uh, occasionally, I'll take a nap. I'll sleep in a little bit on Saturdays till about eight or nine. You but, treat, uh, treat your sleep like your food. Like just go days. I say it's a feast. Sleeper. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Intermittent feasting. Intermittent feasting. I'm gonna use that because I definitely do that at times. I've never thought about yes. it like that, but that's it. I'm heavily invested in AMC right now, so uh, all, all right. you people out there, see it. jump it's on the bandwagons. The that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, pleasure. Pleasure having this conversation. We've easily knocked out two hours. Any closing thoughts? I know we could talk forever. No, it was uh, it was a good time. I think we we touched on a lot of good stuff, and I appreciate y'all having me on. No man, we appreciate hey. you being on. We maybe we could do it again sometime. I've got a whole lot of stories. We can. Uh, yeah, this is a very general one. We'd love to like pick like a yeah like trading or whatever. You know, we'll pick something specific, and we can we can dive into that one next time. But uh, yeah, yeah, I have, for I have sure. A blast. If you ever want to get into bonsai trees, stock trading, woodworking, um, dog training, guns, cars, 
Let Sand me know. Castles. You have a brand. Sandcastles. He's yes, got a, he's, I, got, he's got a brand. It's true. I <laughs> I obsess about a lot of things. And we but love no, it, I appreciate it. it. It's it's been fun. I hope uh, all thirty eight of your listeners enjoy it. Well, we'll keep track of it. I'll let you know how many listens we get. Uh, it, it was an absolute uh, blast, as always. Uh, well, thank you, Preston Bushy, for being our guest, and I'm going to give this to Corey uh, to do his his thing, his little my magic little at, the at the end. end. Good luck. My little rant. We kind of covered. We kind of covered everything. So, I don't know. It was pretty good. I think you'll find a way. Pretty good. I usually do. I usually do. I think I've got a couple things to kind of add on to the end here and and really kind of close it out with. But, you know, hopefully everybody out there can uh, take advantage of what we've been able to do here tonight. Look back over your years here and uh, really enjoy having some some long term friendships. I mean, because there really isn't anything better than having that. You know, we gave Van a hard time about a week ago, right? But uh, he talked about, you know, there's really nothing more fortunate than having a good friend. So at the end of the day, that's really what you want to see and what you want you to do. And one of the biggest lessons I think that Preston probably taught us tonight, one of the greatest lines that I heard, and I'll keep with me and probably reuse over and over again, is definitely don't make your career a lifestyle, right? I mean, be able to get out there and live your own life make your own obsessions and really be what you want to be. Make yourself happy, whether that's getting a college education or not, right? We had a, a lot of good, fun, spirited debates and we were able to really kind of bring it home uh, all together. So I appreciate everybody listening.